Hi, I'm Ollie. Hi, I'm Jazz, and welcome back to Mix Talk. So it's been a while since we've had a little chat, but we are here. And how have you been for the last two weeks? I mean, again, we're a bit uh, behind on our recording. Oh wow! Oh wow! We need to get we need to, we need to get back on the horse again. Um, but I'm good actually. I am a little bit tired and hanging because I might have ended up going out out last night. Um, but I'm good. I'm good. I have worked. I think today my body has just said no because I worked for like twelve days straight for like ten hour shifts plus plus. Like Monday, I think I worked like fourteen hours. And my body just said no. <laughs> Is that even legal? Like, <laughs> um, I don't know. But to be fair, like the Saturday and Sunday that I worked, I could have said no, but I said yes because I don't really mind. And also, it's like you don't feel like. Because in retail jobs, if you're there for fourteen hours, you will lose your mind and will just quit on the spot. But I feel like working um, on set has been very rewarding. I don't know how to like. It's like yes, I have to do things all the time, but I'm like chilling as well. Like it's not like I have the ups and downs. I don't know how to explain it. I don't feel like I've been at work for fourteen hours um, because it's just it's just a good environment to be in. But I definitely did feel it on Friday Eve when I came home when I was like, okay, I actually do have a weekend, and my body died. I have not been functioning <laughs> this whole weekend. I've just been like in my own little world. But yeah, I'm good. Um, oh yeah, I don't know if I've talked about this. I don't even know when this happened. But thing is that I've been driving for how many years? Uh, since I was 18. So like 18, 19, 20, 20. Five years, five years. Um, I haven't really crashed or anything. Like I'm really good at parking. I've only like crashed once and that was like on ice. So it was like... I don't yeah anyways um so my first time driving on the job the first fucking time and I was not even driving anywhere I was just told to park a car I can park a car but I ended up uh uh, reversing and hitting a pole and just ripped like the whole thing off um so that was fun oh my god (laughs) what did they say the, I was shit in my pants. I'm so I don't even know if my um, new boss is listening to this. Hello, um, but I was shit in my pants, and I was so because it was not under my name because I was parking someone else's car, and they couldn't like say someone else was driving because it's like a rental, so you, it's like you have full responsibilities. So I was like, I'm so so sorry, and like my bosses. Oh my god. I do not know where the fuck they came from, but they are an absolute godsend because they were like so nice about it. They were like so chill and calm. And I was there, like, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm going to get my insurance. And they're like, no, it's fine. We'll fix it. And I was like, oh. but yeah. Um, so that happened. Oh, wow. <laughs> but I've been 
been driving ever since. Like they actually dared to let me drive again and um, nothing else has happened. I have... There we go. Maybe they knew you were nervous. Maybe, because they're like, you just need to breathe. I know like you're not... Because I, I, I don't know. I don't know what happened to me there. But always breathe with your stomach. Just don't stress. I know it's easier said than done, but... So yeah, but I'm good. I'm really good. I'm enjoying this um, life that I am now living. But yeah, what about you, Jess? Yeah, it's been it's been good. It's been a weird couple of weeks, um, particularly at work. Oh, I've learned do not chat shit about work on your <laughs> podcast. Oh um, my god, you do not! I guess because it will so come hard. and. Bite you in the bum. <laughs> Nobody's said anything yet, but I'm just hoping. Okay, should we have a little background story of why, 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 why this is so precise? So yeah. Um... Hi, anybody from work who listens to this? Like, it's not a horrible thing or anything. I just got to make the podcast interesting. <laughs> Basically, so I haven't said anything bad, but obviously, like, everybody has their bad days at work. So I may have said it a couple times in a couple of the episodes on the podcast, as you do. Um, And my boss knows about my podcast, and we have an engagement committee at work, and I'm part of it. So it's like a social committee, like, if you think about uni, you have, like, a social sec or whatever um in your like teams or whatever anyway we have an engagement committee which sorts out all the social sides and like um say if it's christmas we do like christmas quizzes blah 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 that kind of stuff um anyway so somebody brought up that they want to do more stuff for mental health like mental health awareness so maybe like they were like maybe we could do like a book club or like recommend podcasts or stuff like that (laughs) and uh, my boss goes oh yeah somebody um on the team actually has a podcast like somebody in this committee has a podcast and everybody was like who's that and I was like silent (gasps) I just I kind of sat there like do I say anything (gasps) and then I just had to unmute so it's on zoom I just had to unmute myself and go yeah, that's that's me. Yeah. Um, oh, oh, I have, oh. I have a podcast. Oh. And then I had to obviously explain what it was. So I said, as you know, like it's called Mixed Talk. And they were like, how do you get on it? And I was like, there's lots of things, but mainly Spotify, you know. Um, And then like, yeah, I said the name. I said it was Mixed Talk and like what it's about. Um, And then it's actually on the Word document for people to go look at it and listen to it um and uh yeah it's been found so I was hoping that maybe it wouldn't be found because some of the stuff I've said maybe wasn't in the nicest form but it's been found by work so here we are I'm dying hey anyone from Jazz's work um I feel like work is takes so much time of your life that it is impossible not to talk about in the fullest thing. So it is fine. And I don't feel like if Tap talked a lot of shit, it's just like 
some people have bad days and hey ho uh stay tuned to see how uh jazz's uh <laughs> <Will I laughs> work <laughs> um yeah no it's been sorry good. for laughing but that's it's just... okay it's okay i um but yeah other than that it's been good it's been a bit weird so my office manager left last week friday or like yeah last week friday it was her last day so she's gone so i've kind of not like fully but i'm just kind of stepping into the role until the new person starts in july and i'm not gonna lie it's only been a week and it's been pretty manic people because there's nobody else to ask for things um and i didn't realize how much like people would ask me for things but i didn't realize how much people relied on my office manager um and now like obviously it's only only me to rely on yeah just a lot of questions or like can you do this can you do that so i've been running around a bit and we've got like a big event on on monday and tuesday so there's been a lot of stressy people at work so yeah it's been fun and it's been busy which i like i like being busy but yeah i'm not gonna lie it's been stressful um we got a new temp we got a temp in so if you don't remember guys i was the temp at this job and now i'm permanent and now we've got a temp in who's technically taken over the job that i used to have so i have to train her or i had to train her which is really weird wow yeah that escalated very quickly i feel like because i feel like it was like yesterday where we were talking about you're a temp and you're just scrolling on buzzfeed again any bosses listening to this please don't (laughs) take into this but yeah just scrolling on buzzfeed and now we're out here training a temp yeah it's crazy it is crazy. Like, it's fun. I quite enjoy it. I, I was re- I was a bit nervous at first because I was like, like, I don't want to tell somebody what to do because I'm going to be the same age as them or they could be older than me. Like, it felt weird. Um, but the girl we've got at the moment, she's really nice. And I haven't, like, even though I've had to teach her what to do, I don't feel like I have to look after her, if that makes sense. She's like good on her own. Yeah. Well done, little temp. Woo! But other than that, be good. Speaking about cars as well. So um, I had to go get my MOT done on my car yesterday. Um, my car decided to die. The battery died. It just wouldn't turn on, and I needed to go get my MOT. But um, yeah, my car died it's alive it's back alive now um it just took the so you um if you wouldn't know but me and ollie were supposed to do the recording yesterday and i didn't actually see that ollie said can we do the recording today um because i was trying to sort out my car but it was actually good that you said that because it took the whole day to get my car working okay good yeah um the reason why uh i couldn't do it yesterday is that i i was my day just, as I say, my body just said no. Because I was supposed to do a day, a day trip to Sweden. 
Um, but then I woke up and I was like, I'm not doing that. I'm not. And then literally five minutes later, cause I was like, oh, I have the whole day. I'm gonna do my research. I'm gonna relax. We're not recording before this afternoon. It's all good. And then my boss, like my ex boss, my first ever boss, um, have a really good connection with her, texted me that she was in town. So I had to meet her. And then when I looked at the time, I was like, fuck, I'm not gonna make it for the time that we were supposed to. So I had to postpone it. It's fine. I wasn't doing anything. Oh, I don't know if anybody's like, as you know, I'm a big theatre person. Um, I just want to say, and I thought might as well add it to the podcast. Have you, did you do a doll's house at school by any chance? By Henrik Gibson. So they have a doll's house part two at the moment. I watched it yesterday. What? So Where? good. I went, so it was in London and um, somebody had decided to make an a doll's house part two where Nora, obviously the, the woman in it, basically, sorry, spoiler alert, she leaves um, her husband and family. Sorry, spoiler. Um, anyway, in this one, it's 15 years later and she returns. <gasps> Shut up. Yeah. Shut up. Oh my God. I have seen A Doll's House at least 50 different ways from 50 different directors from like at least four different countries. Shut up. It's, it's amazing. It was so good. There was only four people in it. It was really like minimalistic. Like there was barely any, um, what's it called? Props or furniture. I think it was like four chairs, one little table and it was all basically speaking. Um, and the only people in it was the maid, Anne-Marie, Torvald, Nora and her daughter grown up. Um, and she basically, I bought, they have an Adults help House Part 2 book because obviously it was a play. So if you want it, when I see you in like a month, I can give it to you because I probably would have read it <laughs> and you can read it. Um, yes, please. Thank you. Oh, I want to watch this part too. I want to know what 15 years later, like, because apparently, um, not to go to theatre, but like, apparently, uh, there's this like, um, hatred towards, um, because it's like a feminist thing, because like, oh, the man can live without like the children, but like, this time it's the woman who lives and lives the children and husband behind for themselves. But then it was like... <clears throat> There's this kind of um, um, fight, war against like, is this feminist or is it negligence? Um, Is it like a mental health problem? Like there's all this like theories in it and I just, I want to know. They go into it. Um, I won't talk about it now on the podcast, but I can talk about it with you later if you want. Or oh I can God, just can give we you do the this book. in August after I finish the book and then we can like discuss. Like we can have an episode of What the Fuck, Henry Gibson. Um I'm I'm kind of sick of Henrik Gibson because obviously I am Norwegian. Well, yeah. Well the play isn't done by Henrik Gibson because I don't think he's alive. It was just done by somebody who obviously wanted to do a part two, which I'm so grateful for. <laughs> I need this. I need someone to direct this for me, please. Okay, but no, very, very exciting news. Anyway. Anyway, so this 
episode, we are looking at Prides or LGBTQ plus Pride Month. Um, since it is June, so it is technically Pride Month. Mm-hmm. So we've got to look at it, really. We really do. I read uh, somewhere, cannot remember where now, but approximately 5 to 10% of the general population is a lesbian, gay, bisexual, or transgender, or like queer. And I feel like that's such a small percentage because I swear my friend group is a has to be like 30 or 40, even 50 of queerness. Yeah. But you say that my friendship group, obviously mm. my friendship group at uni, it was Brighton. I mean, it was probably 80% part of the LGBT community. But um, at home, actually, I would say I only have like one or two friends, really, that are part of LGBT community like it's actually really small so uh, in my hometown it would be like the five percent mark not even that really yeah that is very very interesting to hear about because I like I personally know that I'm not like the straightest straight but I don't think that I would call myself bi but I would go more as bi than straight but it's like somewhere between there you know because i like men but girls are amazing but anyways um, i know what you mean yeah funny you say that actually because i was looking so when i was doing research for this episode um i saw online that somebody said there are more than 200 scales people have developed to define their sexuality so it's become more of a spectrum rather than you're gay, you're straight, you're bi or whatever like that. It's not really a fixed term anymore. It's like you fit somewhere on the spectrum between straight, straight and gay, gay. I don't know. (laughs) Straight, straight and gay, gay. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's also like so much more than that. Um, I actually had this discussion, uh, funnily enough, yesterday. I have a... A younger, fr- like she's not young. She's like twenty. She's turning twenty-one, so she's like two years younger than me. But I feel like she's in another stage of her life where she's kind of self-reflecting of who she is, and she's like, "Am I asexual? Maybe." Uh, and the thing is, I've not gone through that. I've gone through. When I say I've gone, like I mean, being a friend, supporting someone, like going, um, coming out as a lesbian, coming out as trans, like coming out as non-binary, like not that I know how to deal with it, but like I, I can be there and understand. But being asexual is like I've never had a friend come to me and be like, I think this might be the situation, and I'm like, wow, like well done on you like figuring that out especially like in the community where everything is very hypersexualized, and you're like that's so true I think that's all because when you said that I think everything I if you think a lot of things in society is aimed around sex or sexuality and you're right a lot of things in community are hypersexualized, especially in like the western world so it must be hard 
growing up thinking you're not necessarily interested in sex. So, oh, that must that must be hard. Did she say how she finds it or? Yeah, yeah she... Uh, she um she was like she was very lost and she didn't she couldn't quite pinpoint it. Um so basically we started like just talking about you know sex and life as one does. Uh and they started talking about how they uh, she feels as if she doesn't feel the same attraction as everyone else around her and the way like she's growing up and like how you watch tv and like there's like this hypersexual sex scenes and there's like this build-up of lust in um rom-coms they don't she doesn't feel like that and it's like am i normal and we kind of had this like deep spiral chat of like what is normal and what is not normal and like how she should like find herself out and all that and she she just thought that it was very difficult to like put words with her feelings because she didn't really know how she felt but she just knew that she wasn't like attracted to any of the guys um she was talking to like she was like oh this is such a nice guy and like I really like him and he makes me feel like safe and happy but I do not see him any sexual attractive way yeah like don't feel that emotion I suppose it was a very like yeah because yeah the first time I ever had that conversation I was like I was very First of all, like in awe, like, okay, you're coming to me with this very, like, precious conversation um, and your feelings. But also, it's the first time that I've ever had, like, I've obviously know, like, asexuals is out there, uh, are out there. And, like, we've had kind of conversations around it, but no one has ever, like, expressed their um, involvement with asexuality towards me. So it was a very, like first thing for me to hear and talk and like see someone else's perspective of that yeah so yeah that's really interesting I don't think I've ever met anybody or know anybody who thinks they might be asexual or is asexual so that's actually really interesting the only experience I have of asexuality which is really bad is from um the cartoon show Bojack Horseman. <laughs> Bojack. It's a good. It's a, that's yeah. A good but yeah. Yeah, such a good show. But one of the characters in that is asexual, mm. which is quite interesting, I suppose. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, yeah. Oh wow. I guess that like. Um, includes in pride month i think we forget about that side of things that like sexuality doesn't have to mean sex i suppose yeah yes i definitely do i don't know why maybe it was because i was um i've had this show in my head for the whole week or like since we've talked about it but i've I've just been having more conversations about this because like I have um, a couple of non-binary friends as well and I find it hard myself to like say they them in a sentence not because I'm disrespecting or like do not value their their pronouns but it's just for me they them are 
plural of a singular thing. So it's like my friends, they are there. Um, so like talking about one person and saying they and them is quite like difficult for me. And I've had like this conversation and like what I've heard multiple times from uh, different people is they don't really care about if you, for example, accidentally use the wrong pronoun or you use the wrong thing, as long as you do it like mindfully and be, and if they correct and be like, I prefer this and like you actually do try because obviously it's it's a different way of formulating your sentences, which does take time and takes time to like evolve around it. So yeah, like just ask questions and I've, I don't know if, I'm just a curious bitch, so I've just I've just been asking questions all week and be like, how do you say this and how do you do this? And I feel like, don't be shy. Um, rather ask than assume, I would say. That's a good point. I like that point. Don't ask. Don't assume. Ask. Yeah. Don't ask. Assume. <laughs> don't ask. Assume. <laughs> yeah, because it's like no. Oh, what pro- yeah, but I feel like also the older older generation because um yeah having this conversation with um my ex boss, uh we were talking about how like the older generations is kind of like they don't, I never thought about this but like let's say my grandparents I don't have any grandparents anymore but when they were alive, they weren't like in, brought up in this generation. No, you know what I mean, and it's only he her. Yeah, sh- yes, you, him, his, yes, you get the what I mean. Um, so they couldn't put themselves in someone else's like they them pronouns until it affected them personally, because like let's say my grand my grandfather has no one in the family that I know of, of as a non-binary person. So why would they take that time to like put themselves into that if they're not educated properly? So it's until like your daughter or um, cousin or whatever starts like coming into the family and be like, no, I prefer doing this. And that's when they start mm. kind of evolving understanding. around understanding it because it's quite a very um, distant figure or not. Yeah, I actually agree with you. I mm. So before we were recording... I went to see my grandparents because it's actually Father's Day today, in case anybody wanted to know. In the UK, it's Father's Day. Um, My parents are abroad, so not really celebrating. But I thought I'd go see my grandparents, bring a little cake over. And I um, spoke to them about it. I just said, oh, like, I'm doing my podcast today. And they asked what I was talking about. And I said, oh, I'm talking about Pride and Pride Month. Um, and I'd explain, like, oh, it's to do with LGBT, so, like, about, like, homosexuality or, like, sexuality. Um, and their, their, like, um, views on it are quite different. Not that they're, um, not that they're homophobic at all. I wouldn't say they're homophobic, but to them it's literally you were either straight or as my granddad said queer so gay wasn't even a word in his time for like sexuality he was like for me it just meant as I think a lot of people know like it just meant happy go lucky person and um 
Yeah, so it was like if somebody was a homosexual or like not heterosexual, it was queer. And those were the only two definitions they had. So I said to him, oh, did you know that like I was looking it up and there's like 200 different ways people are currently defining their sexuality um, or over 200 um, and, and they didn't get it. And I do agree with you. I think it's because, um, and same with gender as well. I, I, I touched a little bit on gender and how like people don't really necessarily um, like are f- fixed to a particular gender anymore. It It depends on how they feel. And I think for their generation, they don't understand that because... They don't have anybody who's grown up, as you said, in that like, in that era or in in that way. They don't know anybody who um, defines as something different than gay or straight or queer or straight. In my granddad's um, words, I suppose. <laughs> but no, I think it. Yeah. But then when I was speaking about it as well, I do think for our generation. We're still almost, I don't know if you feel this, but we're still almost behind because, um, so even though we're Gen Z or Gen Z, I think the younger Gen Z generation, so my cousins who are like 13, 14 years old or in secondary school, they have a better understanding of it than me. They probably find using the pronouns they, them and um, understand the different sexuality terms better than I do and I think it's just like getting that step further towards acceptance yeah no I definitely do agree I have found out that uh, my nieces and nephews and cousins who are quite younger than me have more they have more of like an understanding like I know some um some of my friends uh, little sisters and brothers uh some of them are queer they're like listen I am gay now or like I'm not gay now but like I'm coming out as gay and this is I've always loved women and like I'm like this this girl is like in eighth grade how old are you like 14 when I was just like kind of thinking out what boy do I like because that was like the only thing in my head I was like okay I like boys so like oh this boy is cute but why she uh she has like reflected in herself and she has gotten like so many like steps to come to where she is I'm gay I like girls I don't like boys I don't want to kiss a boy but I do want to kiss a girl and that is a very big uh, realization when you're 14 year old year olds and also just talking, they talk more about it, I feel like. Um, and if they have accepting parents, I feel like they are more daring to talk to, about genders and sexualities and pronouns and all that to their parents. And the, and they educate their parents as well, so, which I think is a very nice and cute thing. And I mean, as my grandma says, as long as it's hurting no one, why should I care? so true (laughs) i don't understand this is i cannot wrap my mind around like why do you care what other people are doing i i remember when my best friend came out um she was scared to come up to me which was quite of like very hurtful to me um because she knows who i am i really 
I don't care in the best way possible. I don't, as long as you are not self-harming, as long as you are not harming others and it is a healthy re- um, realization and like the steps that you're taking to do whatever makes you happy is healthy, I don't care, okay? To be very blunt, fuck who you want as long as there's consent and both are happy. I don't care. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. that's just my little rant. When um, if you don't mind saying, when your friend came out, did she like actually say it, or did you just know? Because my friend, she's never really come out before. You just she just talks about girls. Do you know what I mean? Like she doesn't. Act, she's never actually said. You know, I'm lesbian. Like obviously, everybody knows. Yeah. And she's never said it to her parents. They just know. She's just not felt the need to actually come out and say it. Oh, I love that for her, though. I want my children to be like that. I want to be my children to be like, if you want to bring a boy home, if you want to bring a non-binary, if you want to bring a girl home, I don't care. Bring them over. I don't want you to be like, okay, I'm gay. And I'm like, cool. <laughs> um, Sorry, answering your question. Um, She came out, came out. Like, she thing is that how I okay I, I don't want to be blasting her um I feel like the only people who know this story know who she is and already knows the story and if you don't then we're keeping her anonymous but um she came I when I feel thing is that she was very straight um like bunny quote straight uh we were talking about boys all the time she was dating boys and it was like just a teenage girl who is interested in boys um, as some of the teenage girls are and it was a summer where we were not really like I had my job she had her job like we had different like time schedules so I haven't seen her for a long time and I was scrolling on TikTok and it was this like raise your hand if you're this raise your hand if you like this it was like raise your hand if you're queer and like she raised her hand and I was like I was pissed. I was like, how the fuck did I find out you're queer on TikTok without you telling me? But um, she had to like come out to her parents. She was like, okay, she had to like sit her mom down and be like, okay, I like girls. Um, or she came out as bi first, um, but now she's come out as gay. But I feel like that's a lot of a natural stage of like, I okay, maybe I like boys and girls. Okay, no, I don't just like girls. But yeah, she had to like sit down people and be like, I'm gay and yeah she had to do that step which sounds very petrifying not gonna lie to you I salute everyone who does that because yeah that's scary yeah and it's weird isn't it how you don't have to I mean obviously it's just because of the way things are in society but you don't have to come out as nobody ever comes out as straight Nobody ever goes, oh, I need to sit you all down. I'm uh, straight and I'm I, I'm only interested in boys. <laughs> like, <laughs> could you imagine? <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, do you want to know what? Okay, this just became a rant um, of an episode of LGBTQ+. But um, do you know that we need a fucking straight pride uh, not straight pride, but straight um, parades. 
Who said that? Oh my god, I cannot remember the this this also like hotel restaurant. I can't remember whose they are. I'm going. I will post it on Instagram when I find out their name again. Oh wait, I can actually try and figure it out. If you give me two seconds. That's crazy. I mean, a straight march? I don't get it. I don't like. It doesn't make sense. The whole point of having pride is for. I mean, I can tell you what Pride actually is because I looked it up. Pride is dedicated to the observance of community visibility and movement towards equality for LGBTQ plus community. I feel which like... is the same as like civil rights. Yeah, isn't it? I feel like having a straight Pride, a straight march, is the same fucking thought process as having. All lives matter. White lives matter as well. It's not all men. La da 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 da. And I'm like, that's not the point, okay? It's not the point, honey. Here, have you been, um, what is it called? Um, deprived to love who you want for years? Have you been discriminated against who you because of your love and who you are as a person? No, so then shut up and either just okay. I'm trying to be kind here. Um, self reflect and um, see what is worth doing in this life, or join the pride. Okay, you can be an ally without being gay, and that is okay. But the hotel that I was um, that I recently just found out it's called um, Thirteen tavern and motel yeah 13 tavern and motel do not even know where it is but anyways um they are having a pri um a straight get together because they feel like straight family should be the center of attention and i'm like what is this i'm sorry um a straight family has been the center of the attention for years that doesn't make sense don't understand that i'm what do you mean they are they are the majority as um the internet told us it's five to ten percent who are in the lgbtq plus um so the other 90 percent is straight so i i generally don't get it yeah i don't get it i think that's crazy i think you know everything in society maybe it's changing a bit now but it's still the same everything is catered towards a straight family of four usually it just is it's like a man a wife and two kids or kids like i just feel or couples it's a man and wife like i just feel like everything you go and see everything you see on tv or I don't know, just society bases itself around this idea of like straight families or straight couples. And even if you see it on adverts, I still feel like, you know, there's not that this like massive visibility still. And that's the whole point of pride. That's the whole point of, you know, um, minorities of whether it's sexuality or race or gender, like, that's the whole point of them having their own month for awareness. Do you know what I mean? Like it should, it shouldn't be that way that you only get a month. No, I feel because the rest of the years for 
everybody else in a way people and look but also what is kind of um okay it's not pissing me off but it's kind of starting to um irritate me a little bit and I'm kind of in both ends at this because uh, yes, we have a Pride Month where everyone is like, you can see all the businesses supporting the Pride Month and la da 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 da. But also, you also see businesses making a Pride uh, thing. Like, okay, let's say Carmex, for example. Um, they have like a a Pride flag on their Carmex and then they sell it for a little bit extra. And I'm like, are you marketing from awareness i don't feel like you should market for awareness like you are profiting from people who are uh what is it called um words are not working in my head at the moment but you're prov- you're gaining money from people who are suffering and i feel like that is kind of the not the right m- m- show that we need to to fight but i love all of the businesses showing their support yeah i think it's good that people show their support or businesses show their support so like at my um at my uh what's it called in my office they've put like for pride this whole month they've had like massive flags like in the building um and then they've had artwork and um artwork out that have made um or painted by people from the lgbtq plus community and they've got little um pieces of work around or like photos of people who are part of that community that you can talk like you can read about and um so you can learn a bit more about like pride or the lgbtq plus community I think that's okay because they're not profiting on it it's just something it's just an observance it's awareness but the whole yeah but the comics thing that does piss me off a bit because like you said they're okay they're showing awareness and they're showing that they support lgbtq plus people but putting your price up shows that you are just profiting from it it's not you're you're using it as a market like you said you're using it as a marketing tool you're not using it to actually show support at the end of the day you're using it to make money and unless you're using it to make money to maybe give that extra 5p every time to a charity then yeah that's great but if you're using it for your own personal or business gain that's not really showing support is it no because this is a we want change it's not a trend it's a movement and people are sometimes I feel kind of forget that it's it's not a trend it's not a trend to be gay um it is your life and it is it is the majority of your life like who you love and who you are uh, it's your identity it's not like oh it's gay month it's gay month it's pride month uh let's profit it's it's, it's not a trend okay it's not a trend thank you and good night <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. That is also yeah. today, I guess. But I guess yeah, this has ended up being a little rant, I suppose, of how we should support 
LGBT. But I think it's been interesting. I hope it's interesting for um, the listeners. Uh, we could do a part two because I still have research that I have not used. There's a... Um, there is 71 countries in the world that it's still illegal to be gay in. And to see the scale, we have 195 countries. Even though the majority is legal to be gay, it's still quite a big chunk where it is illegal to be gay. That's crazy. That's so much. That's like close to half of the world. That must be like 40% or something ridiculous. Maybe, you know, I'm not going to say my maths, but... <laughs> Quick maths. No, but yeah, because I feel like 100 and... How did I say? 195. So let's say 200 countries. So that's 100 countries. That is half. So it is close to half. When you have 71, 71 countries. And I find that very... Um, also, in, in April 2019, the country of... Brunei, um, uh, es- escu- sorry, in 2019, the country of Brunei encountered an Islamic law making it legal to flog and stone LGBTQ plus people to death. That was in 2019. And it was like when COVID, when COVID hit, yeah. So, like, it was not enough with the pandemic. It was also like, yeah, you can be killed out in the streets to hold your significant other's hand and be happy. That's mental. You know, because that you wouldn't expect that from... Like, again, like, this is why there's no, there's no need for, like, a straight month for straight awareness. Because if you were home... Um, if you're a heterosexual couple holding hands in the street, you wouldn't be flogged or thrown stones at, would you? Mm-hmm. You will not. But like, I have, uh, to be honest, I haven't, I do not know what this person did, but I have seen someone like actually being like getting thrown stones at and like getting physic like bruised. I don't know. I don't, I don't want to say they died i don't even know if i can actually talk about this in outside which is very traumatizing that people have the hurt and like the sense and like oh this is a good idea let me stone this person to death like what goes through someone's head thinking like okay this is a good idea let me do this from like the thought process to the action and like the deed done it is very disgusting yeah wow i don't even know what to say it's just so barbaric and brutal it is um i have another fuck fuck fact uh it's not a fan fact but it is a fact (laughs) um so in my notes it says 47 percent of the countries that have illegal same-sex relationships were part of the british empire um that uh that is 67 percent uh ferguson the website that i used continues to state that this isn't a coincidence in almost all cases the law outlines 
consensual gay sex were put into place under British rule and were left in place following independence. Um, And ironically enough, the UK is the sixth safest country in the world for LGBTQ plus travellers. Wow, that's so weird. It's a very weird fact because... Yeah, because it... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because you'd think, like, okay, it's not, like, necessarily really safe for England. Like, you can still have the chance to be, like... Um, targeted if you're part of LGBTQ but in England or in the UK but the fact that like it's supposed to be a pretty like the majority of a safe country um, to show your sexuality yet these are the places that people get like people getting persecuted from the British Empire Mm. it is a very twisted world but other news, uh, Sweden apparently is the best country. What does it say in my notes? Um... <laughs> I know I have Sweden here somewhere. Yeah, Sweden is the safest country in the world for LGBTQ plus travellers. Same-sex marriages has been legal since two 2009 and the country has been more pride festivals per capita than any el- anywhere else in the world. Oh, wow. So go Sweden. Yeah, go Sweden. Go Sweden, that's all. <laughs> that's really good. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you want me to end on... I've got, like, a couple books. I think books and films are the best way to... Um, be more aware of communities or the way people live i think you know if you don't understand something the best way to do it is through reading or watching um to show your awareness you don't have to speak out about it just showing that you support it in that way really helps so i'm just gonna say a couple books and a couple films that i think were really good for the awareness of LGBTQ+. So the first book is Giovanni's Room by James Baldwin. I haven't watched this, but apparently it's... A, I, haven't see, I haven't seen it. I haven't read it. Apparently it's a very popular book um, for the LGBTQ community because it's quite an old book and it looks at... Um, it looks at, like, uh, sexuality from uh, the past so it basically it says it's about a young man who finds himself caught between desire morality in the 1950s expat paris so it's a long time ago and it's kind of seen as one of the first books to talk about sexuality in that way and so forward um so that's quite an interesting book and then um Another book that sounded quite interesting, which I haven't read, is What Do We... What Do... We Do What We Do in the Dark by Michelle Hatt or Hart. I can't read my writing. Um, But it's about this woman called Mallory who finds herself consumed by an affair with an older woman after her mum's death. 
years later she has to confront what it meant and what is done to herself sense of self so I thought that was quite interesting because obviously a lot of I think books are about LGBTQ and like how like they find themselves um how they find out they're gay or their journey of becoming gay or whatever but I thought that was quite interesting that it looks at like um an older a relationship between an older and younger person I just sounded really interesting um one film that um is really good is Moonlight by Barry Jenkins I think most people have probably watched it it did win the Oscars a few years ago um but it looks at like sexuality within a black man or black men which I think is really hard for people um black men uh, particularly it can be hard to come out gay because of um I don't know like black masculinity is a big deal um don't really know how to explain it but go watch it it's very interesting and then another another film that I watched recently was called Joe Bell um by Renato Marcus oh my god it's so sad so basically basically this um guy called Joe Bell he comes from a small town in America and um his son comes out gay which is a massive deal because he's like the dad's a massive football fan and really like manly and wants him to like grow up doing manly things like drink beer go fishing that kind of like like strong not strong but like very masculine persona and his son's not like that and his son wants to move to I can't remember if it was LA or New York but it was one of the two he wanted to move out of Oregon and move to somewhere that was more accepting of being gay um so they decide to do they do like a walk um from Oregon to I can't remember if it's New York or LA now but they do the walk um all the way there to show awareness of being part of the LGBTQ plus community and they do little talks and things and it's such a cute film I don't want to ruin what happens so you'll have to watch it but it's an amazing film I definitely recommend it but I don't want to say what happens because I feel like it'll ruin it I want to watch this film so you have to watch it it's really good where where do you watch it there's a big twist it's a big twist um it's on prime video Amazon Prime at the moment but it's a really cute film. Um, but yeah, I don't know if you've got anything else. No, I haven't gone dip diving on films, but I feel like that is a lot of films already to to watch. Um, and I feel like after starting this podcast, I just have a list of films that I want to watch. Because of, like... And it kind of makes me happy. I need... We need I, I've said this last time. I feel like we need to do a little bit of, like, films. Films to watch. Yeah, we do. Like we it. should. We're film students. How can we, like... <laughs> I know. But, yeah. Anyway. If you want to find out any bit... Anything more about this episode or what our thoughts and feelings are um, about Pride or... 
If you want to speak to us about anything to do with Pride or being part of the LGBTQ plus community, we are here to talk to you. So please DM us at Mixtalk99 or if you want to and you're old school like Ollie says, email us on Mixtalk99 at gmail.com. Amazing. Remember to take care of one another and remember, love who you want. Yes. <laughs> All right, speak to you Bye. soon. Bye.